Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D. My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment. We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle. Hello, everyone. Um, as promised to you by last week, we said we would be talking about... Trigger point dry needling. All the needles. All, all the, the needles. All the needles. From small needles, large needles. Are all. they scary? Super. Yeah. Duh. Long? <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, they're not. That. All jokes aside, no, they're not scary. They're not? I mean, are you scared of needles? I mean, it just depends on the day. Uh, not really. I don't like needles like in my foot. Does it feel great, but it's helpful. I had a patient today tell me like, have you ever had this done? You know, I was needling his traps. He's, I was like, yeah, if I were to get it, if I could, I would get it done every day. Cause Honestly. It just, I feel, it feel good afterwards. But not during, you are the worst with calves. Uh, maybe. Well, <laughs> the last time my fellow in training needled my calves, it wasn't that bad. Maybe it was a needler when you did it. I am pretty aggressive when it comes. I just like needle and I, I try and exhaust it as much as possible. It uh-huh. being the muscle. So back to your question. Are needles scary? It's relative. Yeah, it depends. Yeah. Are you scared of moving? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so um, let's talk about trigger point dry needling, Danielle. What, do is the, what does the research say? What does the science say? Tell me all the things. Well, that's like seven questions in one. So I'm going to start with why do, you, why do people get needled? Can we start there? Yeah, tell me why. Okay, so I, uh, well, athletes, patients alike, anyone who wants to feel better due to a muscle tight, muscle muscle tightness, there you go, due to muscle tightness, mm-hmm. you want to get needling, you want to get trigger point dry needling to address muscle tightness, to reorganize pain, to, uh, this kind of falls in line with part one of addressing the muscle tightness it it recruits good blood flow so overall it's good to address any problematic area that feels tight Mm -hmm. or needs or if you have a chronic issue you want to try and make sure that you address it with needling as well so you can do it for those two reasons yeah and i'm a big advocate of it this Mm -hmm. is kind of why we're talking about it i really think that it's a good tool to have in your toolbox as you mentioned in the past because you know, when you think about massage therapy, kudos to massage therapists. I love mm-hmm. them to death. I They're have awesome. invested I in... i love to get one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, but that's just not my forte. I'm yeah. not going to pretend like I'm good at doing a massage. Yeah. It's just not what it is. So what I'm getting at is needling can be a an alternative mm-hmm. because it's very focal, yeah. right? You know, so th- why do you get needling? I, I gave those two options, mm-hmm. right? That you, you want to address a tight muscle belly mm-hmm. or help reorganize a chronic pain issue in mm-hmm. terms of how... You understand pain, and I think we talked about that yeah. a while back. You know, understanding pain and, and, and what it is and why we can use dry needling. Well, this is you know we're bringing that back up again. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. why do you do needling? Do you um, do it? I, I typically go more so on the either trying to fatigue a muscle group or trying to get a muscle group to activate. Yeah, right? that's also, those so, are two good points. Um, for example, if someone comes in with a rotator cuff issue uh-huh. uh right there's two different approaches like i could go in um i mean there's there's a lot of science behind like the movement mechanics and everything but me and you know like the shoulder blade has to move a certain way mm-hmm. right and we know that the upper trap is 
either efficient or inefficient. So if mm-hmm. I can needle the upper trap, then it gets it, you know, more active or working more efficiently at some point. Yeah, that right? is such so a good point. It decreases yeah. the tension in that area. Also, too, let's say the rotator cuff is, let's say, having a hard time really activating for whatever reason. You know, we test in all these different planes. Mm-hmm. Rotator cuff doesn't activate very well. So now go and needle like the pecs, the biceps, the triceps. Why? Because typically we tend to dominate with those muscles. Mm-hmm. And if I can fatigue them out with needles, you know, with either e-stem or anything like that, then at that point, whenever I go into corrective exercise training, then the rotator cuff tends to kick in a little bit better. Fires a lot so, more for sure. Um, that's kind of the approach I, I take. Same thing with the glutes, right? If they're having trouble with glute activation, don't know where to, f- I mean, we know where to find them, but can't <laughs> find them. Same thing. I can probably stick a few needles in there. Boom. And then for Get some reason, yeah, it's just like tactile cueing, right? It's like if we're yeah. just tapping on their butt. Okay, turn this muscle on. And the needle does that for us. Yes, exactly. That's such a good point. I did mm-hmm. that the other day for a patient that has trouble mm-hmm. activating their mm-hmm. lats. And so I approached the, the, the actual muscle yeah. and got it to activate. And then you go follow up with exercise so they mm-hmm. actually know what they're activating. That's such a good point. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we're looking at four different options or four yeah. different reasons why you use trigger point dry needling in a span of what three minutes yeah i mean so you, use it yeah i mean we don't needle too long i think the longest i will needle someone is if i put e-stem on them and we're trying to maybe they got some swelling in there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I put that in there and then you know we go for like eight minutes maybe you know yeah at, at most because most of the stuff that i focus on i'm sure you're the same way it's more of the corrective exercise how we do what we do every day Right. I think if we sit there and needle for 30 minutes and then do soft tissue for 30 minutes, it doesn't get us anywhere as far as improving our livelihood, what we're trying to do, get back to being an active person. Yeah. You know, I'm going to disagree, but I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because when we're talking about the pain science side of things, you know, you can allow the muscle or the area. Yeah. You know, some people can describe pain as loud Mm -hmm. and by like they would describe you. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know, they describe the pain as loud and what they're trying to explain mm-hmm. or, de- or, yeah, explain is they feel this pain in, in such a large area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what I do, and I can't say I leave the needles in longer than eight yeah, minutes yeah. either. So yeah, yeah. I'm still kind of, that's why I say I agree to disagree or I still agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. because you want to let the needle sit in there to allow the body to do its job. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So technically speaking, I didn't all the way disagree, but my intent is different. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer to help activate a muscle. It's now trying to control the cortical pathways that yeah. are, are disorganized, right? Yeah. We're trying to accomplish that with needles. And you're mm-hmm. talking about one needle that's two hair follicles mm-hmm. too yeah they're super thin they're super, yeah, they're thin. super thin yeah yeah so you know the, the point is is that you have all of these things that you can you know all these benefits from needling mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned supplementing it with uh stim- electrical stimulation that's mm-hmm. a great yeah. option to help facilitate muscle activation and or mm-hmm. activate the muscle yeah and you know a big question that i get is like well why should i get needles like wherever i am the, the other way that i put it is we are triggering a response by your body to create blood flow to that area. And, and then, then I say, why not? I'm just kidding. No. And then, and if you think about it, right, most of the people that we get have had chronic pain. Oh, yeah. Right? If we go back to like what you talked about, these people have been in pain for a while, blah, blah, blah. Well, at that point, their nervous system is very sensitive, right, right. To, to anything going on in that area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or the, their body is no longer prioritizing that area to heal. Right. So when we needle it. That is such of, a good way to put it. Your body's not prioritizing. Yes. 
that area to heal. I wanted to highlight yes. that because that's such a good point. Yeah, so so your body is no longer prioritizing. Let's say you have low back pain. Well, there's other things going on in your body, and you've had low back for so long, your body doesn't care about your low back pain. It's, it's caring about keeping you alive. Mm-hmm. So if I go and stick a needle in your low back, or six, right? <laughs> um, then what it does, it's like microtrauma. So your body's saying, okay, there's injury to the tissue, which is very minimal, very yeah. mild. And then it's your body, magical. your body then sends, you know, all the good stuff to that area, blood flow, everything that comes along with it, all to the good stuff. To heal it. To heal it. Yes. At that point, your body is now prioritizing that space or that area in your body to heal faster or heal better, whereas it has probably been ignored for some time. So that's, that's the way great. to put it. That is mm-hmm. great. I think, you know, wording it in that way, I haven't done that. I word it in such a way that we're bringing, I don't use that phrase, but mm-hmm. I'm still using that realm of we're bringing in those good healing proteins to mm-hmm. the area that's been ignored for for some time because mm-hmm. your body has adjusted in a way to this amount of pain, mess, these pain messages that are being sent from your lower back, for example, up to the brain. The brain's mm-hmm. still determining that this emotional response called pain is is there Mm -hmm. and so by putting the needles in there it tends to reorganize it that we talked about earlier and and it's a it's such a great way to 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 describe it right Mm -hmm. like it's now bringing more attention um Mm -hmm. to a once ignored body part yes so that's great i think that's awesome Mm -hmm. i think you know you you use that we use this as an alternative way of method of treatment yeah right and and we don't lead with or i can speak for myself i don't lead with needles Mm -hmm. every time you know sometimes people hear a needle and they're like well is there anything else and i've honestly have been i'm I'm guilty of it like hey a needle could address that Mm -hmm. but it's because there's so many good things that can come from it yeah and i like back to my point earlier is it shouldn't be as physical therapists it shouldn't be our focal point like right like if i see someone for an hour maybe at most five to ten minutes you're gonna have a needle in your body at most if we do that at all or i work on you or i do a little bit of both but at the end of the day you know we have to address the things that we do every day how are we sitting how are we moving how are we squatting how Mm -hmm. are we deadlifting and how is that contributing to our pain yes can needles yes can manual therapy accelerate the healing process or can help you know decrease sensitivity yes it can Mm -hmm. but we also have to touch on the fact that there's more to that than just you know getting worked on and getting needles in your body that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people still, you know, coming into the clinic, you want to find there people want to feel better leaving, yeah. right? And sometimes just actively putting your hands on a patient and moving them or mobilizing them, you know, and mm-hmm. putting needles, they feel like they're taken care of, but we're trying to break that idea of, you know, you're going to get something for coming mm-hmm. like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like they're they're not going to actually there shouldn't be the stigma that you will receive something physical or, you know, a physical mm-hmm. touch. It, it, it is going to be a corrective assessment, so to speak. Yeah. And pre- prescribing or recommending is the word I'm going to use in terms of these are the activities, these are the exercises that can help correct you for more long lasting effects. Yes. Right. And so what I'm doing is what I'm saying here is I'm echoing what you're trying, what you're saying is that, you know, there may be, there, there is an appropriate time for dry needling. This is why we're talking about yeah. it. But I also want to highlight the fact that, you know, if your body's moving poorly, yeah, yeah, we can use this option to treat you. However, you need to understand that your body's moving this way. This is what corrective exercise that that can help it, right? Your body is, we're educating your body on how to move correctly as opposed to bringing an external stimulus such as needling, Yeah, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm just highlighting both both avenues Mm -hmm. that yes, needling can facilitate more of an activation. However, if you can get your own body to correct itself without these other options, Mm -hmm. 
by way of education from you and I, then why even exhaust that option? Right, and that's the goal, right? As we see people, like we may introduce the needles a few times, mm-hmm. but the goal mm-hmm. is to wean you off of, you know, that hands-on approach, the needles, right? right? And to where you know how to self-manage. Sure. And if we if you need us, obviously we're there. Sure. But the goal is not to need us forever. And then, you, you know, it kind of makes me think of, you know, where athletes from, you know, when I think about my athletes, are they mm-hmm. in season? Is it, uh, you know, postseason, preseason? Where are they at yeah. in their in their pro in their season? Mm-hmm. That kind of will d- dictate how I tend to use needles and whether I should or shouldn't. Because when you think about the side effects, and yeah. they're very minimal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about like some soreness. increased soreness, right? And you know, the big one is if we're we're in that lung field. We've been needling for a while. We're mm-hmm. aware of the body. I think we're one of the best. Um, practitioners Mm -hmm. to implement or to use dry needling because we studied the body for how long right like that's we should be familiar with the landmarks we should feel confident and if we don't then don't touch that don't go to that area plain and simple but what i'm getting at is is that if an athlete is in season maybe needling isn't going to be something i use right away yeah you know what i'm saying if they're post-season and they're working on recovery and you know we're working on proper glute or glute activation proper Mm -hmm. muscle activation period Mm -hmm. then i might look into more leading with the needles right but this is just a different scenario different realm and how sometimes you know, I will recommend versus not recommend, yeah. you know, yeah. all that comes into play. Cause I'm not going to needle an Olympic weightlifter. If they're about to exactly. go on a heavy day. Like, Oh, today's a heavy day. Let me just needle the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> yeah. And completely exhaust the muscles yeah. and go try and, and PR or personal, whatever. And then some of them still do like some of them will still go lift, but I tell them just so you know, you may not be very efficient. After right. This. Right. And some of them are very hard headed. They don't get it. <laughs> sure. Uh, until they try. Most athletes like, can I was be. told not to do this when I see you. I was like, yeah, there's a reason why. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I was gonna. I thought of something and I, I can't remember. Mm. It was dry Bad memory. Oh, Getting yeah. old. Oh, shush. I mean, There's yeah. some truth to that. But either way, you know, highlighting the the, the importance of dry needling and, and how we use it. Yeah. This is the question I was gonna think of. It brought. It just came to me. How many times do you needle? When you know. I mentioned when I, well, what dictates my decision for needling mm-hmm. for you know an athlete in terms of where they're at in season. Do you needle them once and that's it? Is mm-hmm. does it depend? How do you I go mean, about that? What's a dosage that you would recommend? Uh, I sometimes I don't needle the first visit. Okay. Uh, reason being, I mean, needling can be very sensitive to people, and then that'll really there's a way to manage your body after you get needled, mm-hmm. and most mm-hmm. people do mm-hmm. not listen. And if you needle them the first time, then they they're nearly getting like messages like I heard more. Like, yeah. Huh? I told you, but right. did you listen? Right. <laughs> so sometimes it depends. Like I got to get a feel for the person, and I feel like needling is going to be beneficial for them right mm-hmm. off the bat. I will say, hey, I don't usually needle on the first visit, but let's try it. Right. And then I, you know, there's a way to do it where you can be aggressive or be very nice to them. Yeah. And so I try to be nice to them the first time. Of course. Uh, but you, you know, average average visits that I see people for is about six. Mm-hmm. Right. So. If I needle them out of the six, maybe about two or three visits because okay. I want to wean off of it. Okay. Um, and then it gets more into like a little bit more just a hands-on approach, mm-hmm. but it's still not as long. And then go more into, okay, let's self-manage. We're into the exercise portion. Like, let's do more of this. Your pain is better. Obviously, if pain is lingering a little bit more, we think needling is going to help a little bit longer, then that's going to fluctuate a little bit. Okay. But everybody is on a case-by-case. Case. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that, you know, I was trying to get at is there isn't a specific dosage that, you know, when you think of other entities, other mm-hmm. healthcare facilities that, you know, will fix you in three visits. Or, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I promise you. Yeah. And then, and then if, if, they're, if they don't get you better in three visits, they just wash their hands at you and then hope you get better. Yeah. And you usually don't. And then exactly. you'll come to one of us and then you'll and get better. There you go. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, I wanted to highlight that too. <laughs> 
So, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to, to dive into a little bit, which is mm-hmm. a dosage. There mm-hmm. isn't a, a fixed dosage, mm-hmm. um, and every every person's going mean, to respond differently. I mean, everybody heals differently. I mean, even age being a factor, right? You could yeah. have a young person come in, and they can, like, get so much better within, you know, two or three weeks, whereas right. you get a 40 or 50-year-old, probably going to need all six visits or even longer. Sure. You know, it just sure. depends on the healing process. comes down to recovery. How yeah. are you eating? How are you sleeping? All the good stuff. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, there's everybody's different. Um, and at the same time, if you're scared of needles, if you're one of those people, you don't have to get needled. Yeah, that, you that, really don't. No, no. Like, if you come see us, we used to get, I mean, used to, we get people better without even having to needle oh, people. Oh, yeah. It, again, it's an option. It's an, altern- yeah. it's an alternative method of treatment that, mm-hmm. you know, we see benefit in. And I speak for both of us because, yeah. you know, I think back in, in when we were in grad school, I was... You know, I was experiencing <coughs> severe muscle tightness and I was really lo- reaching out to say, hey, like, I, you know, Edwin, come needle me, please, because my calf is super tight. And we, I, what we just learned about it that day. Yeah. And I immediately was like, the, the benefits are real. Do yeah. it. And what I'm getting at is, is ever since then, I bought into it. And for good reason, you mm-hmm. see results, feel results. And you meant, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head. You don't have to get it. Yeah. But it, it's this is the we're using this opportunity to let you know that there's so much benefit to it. Yeah. It being dry needling. It being dry needling. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think we touched everything on dry needling. If you have any other questions that you may have on that, or if you want us to go over anything else that you've seen out there, um, you know, talking about alternative medicine or alternative care, um, we're more than happy to answer these questions. Yeah. So don't hesitate to... Uh, you know, drop a comment in the... Drop a comment. You know, what? let us know what you want to listen to. We do appreciate you listening today. Mm-hmm. We hope you learned a little bit about trigger point dry needling. Yep, y'all have a good one. Have a good night. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D. And Dr. Serrano, where, where you, you come, come first. first.